0: What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Bahamas, and I want to welcome you to Solana Weekly episode number 24. I want to thank you all for joining in on the fun. I skipped out on last week and need to apologize. I was recovering from the flu, and you know, every attempt to record an episode actually just turned into a big coughing fit. So, you know what? I saved you guys the trouble of having to listen into to that. So, um, so yeah, you know, here we are, we, we got two weeks of alpha smashed into one. Um, got to give a shout out to it's Lloyd on Twitter for keeping me honest. Um, I'm feeling better. We're so effing back. And like I said, I'm going to hit you with two weeks of alpha in one. So I realized that, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts that I listen to start out with kind of qualifying the host with credentials. So I figured I might as well, you know, try this out, see how it goes. You know, I've been tinkering around, tinkering around on Solana for the last two years, ETH and Bitcoin before that. And I have a background working in account management and UX and UI at a B2B SaaS company. Um, so got a lot of experience in this. Uh, graduated with a finance degree, so kind of have a little bit on that side as well. Um, A lot of my takes are kind of centered around that unique experience um, that I've had and the unique experience that Solana can provide and tie that in with some of the fun that I've been having on this blockchain. Um, Solana seems to be the only actual blockchain that focuses on this and they seem to crush it. So... I think that's the reason why it's so sticky for me and, you know, I think for everybody, right? It's, it's, uh, it's just the the easiest, cleanest blockchain to use at this point. Um, but to get right into the rundown, uh, we've got the Solana price update, no real change, right? So sitting at just under $21, $20.99 right now down a total of 1.7% in two weeks. Um, Yeah, some might say that it's more stable than most stable coins at this point. But, you know, the the chart's not looking the best. Um, You know, over these last two weeks, we had a high of, it was like high 23s. Um, It looked like it was breaking resistance for a little bit, but it got rejected pretty hard. And it's kind of been down only ever since. So um, not looking great. I don't think that, you know, we're looking like we're going to break through this resistance anytime soon. And it it kind of just looks like we're hanging around on support right now while both Bitcoin and ETH look like they're ready to dump. So, you know, I'm hoping we hold steady, but uh, my analytical mind is saying that we'll likely hit a dip here. So I, I will be a buyer under $20 for sure. I'm hoping we don't get there, but uh, looking like we might. Um, move over to Solana versus Ethereum. We're down to, what, 0.01122. It's like a minor decrease of a percent on the week. So, I mean, it's so small, we don't really need to go into it. But I'm seeing the narrative, you know, really shifting on ETH right now. Um, I mean, it turned into a bit of a battle on Twitter, if you if you follow that. Um, you know, the the transaction fees have been spiking, right? So block space is expensive on Ethereum and there's been a crazy amount of demand lately. So I I've seen transaction costs ranging up to like $250 for a single transaction. Um, and I mean, that's pricing everyone out, right? That prices out 99% of the popu- of, you know, anyone really using the blockchain. Um, so, and I mean, even L2s, right? So L2s are the scaling solution they need they should be cheaper and i'm seeing transaction costs at about 50 dollars on some so um you know it's it's uh it's crazy it's definitely not sustainable and what we're seeing is it's basically an advertisement for a blockchain that settles at the speed of light for a fraction of a penny and that's what we got in solana baby um so it's uh you know, I, I feel like over the last couple of months, right, we saw Solana go down to eight bucks and everyone was calling it dead. And the people that were supporting it then, you know, now i just like, they're just like that much more hardened, right? It's like they've been through battle and now they're not afraid to say like, hey, your blockchain is broken. Check ours out. Just use Solana. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the narratives are definitely shifting and it's... I mean, it's hard to ignore Solana at this point. So it's looking good. Um, moving to Solana versus Bitcoin. So we're sitting at point oh 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 seven six, which is just a small increase, a couple percent. Um, I remain bullish on this chart, remain bullish on Bitcoin at this point, and even more bullish on Solana outperforming it. Um, so, you know, like I said you know earlier, short term, it's looking like we're going to dip. Um but I that is not my opinion in the long term. I I think that Bitcoin's got a ways to go up. Um you know, and and when Bitcoin goes up, it really does go up, you know, in multiple. So I, I think long term definitely I'm bullish Bitcoin and I'm bullish on um Solana actually outperforming Bitcoin. And I I think that there's gonna be a synergy there. I think that there's gonna be um you know, I, I'm gonna keep keep both, but I, I think that there's going to be more Bitcoin coming to Solana. Um I actually just saw today that uh our favorite VC jump was teasing a a Bitcoin product for what I'm hoping is a uh you know through their wormhole bridge to Solana. Um and I mean I've seen a lot of people calling for this and I, you know, it'd be awesome if They were somehow going to include ordinals on Bitcoin um, being able to be traded on Solana. I I think that would just be a killer use case uh, because, you know, you get all the security of the ultimate layer one with Bitcoin and you would get, you know, the awesome tradability and uh, cheap transaction fees that you could use on Solana. So. I think that'd be cool. I think a lot of people are calling for it and I would love to see it. Okay, so moving over to some Solana news. Um Fire Dancer again. You know, they're building out that new client of the Solana um or of Solana. And right now they're teasing one million transactions per second and they're doing, you know, incredible work reworking the whole Solana client from scratch. Um I saw that totally mentioned that the third client will likely be AI taking kind of both sets of these software and creating a third, but I think also GDO is doing another one too. So, um, you know, it'd be crazy to see, uh, AI build one too, but FireDancer is kind of the path forward and will be, you know, what gets Solana out of its beta stage. Um, crazy to think that Solana is still in beta, but that's where it's at. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for this redundancy client and yeah, you know, I'm pumped that, I think this will basically remove downtime, uh, based on bugs, right? So if there's a bug in one client, you simply use the other. Um, this is, you know, an immediate benefit, but I think the efficiency increases in the code base and structure will be what leads to unlocking speeds that, you know, we've never seen. Um, you know, I actually hopped on the Solana team call, right? So they released that to the wild. Um, you go on the zoom and you you can just listen in. It was great. Um, but, they uh they had Armani talking Mad Lads. They give details about his mint. Um, they talked about all the development details and went further into, you know, way more deep technical details on Fire Dancer that I you know couldn't really understand all of it. But it was cool to be on. Um, and you know I'm pretty excited to go on the next one. So these are worth looking at. Um, I think they they're going to do a monthly or every couple of weeks. So um, something to look forward to. Um, over to Solana Mobile, so definitely a hit. I think they sold out of the initial batch in the US and they've opened up sales to Europe. Um, I still need to do more testing on mine, but it's a sick phone. Um, I'm mostly comfortable now with all things Android. And I mean, the UI for crypto, it's, it's a game changer, right? So crypto native phones are a game changer and the DApp store is a game changer. Um, it's huge and I'm, I'm loving all the attention that it's getting. Um, I've been kind of starting to think that, you know, rather than complain about your privacy being taken or complain about how big Google and, and Apple are, you know, especially with how, you know, with respect to their stores and the app store taking 30% of everything is, I mean, you should do something about that. And saga is literally the answer to that. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm liking it a lot. It's feels good. Um something that uh kinda made me realize it's a little bit embarrassing is just how how hard it is to change everything over from the iPhone. So, you know, I got my little iPhone stand, I put my watch and phone on at night. During the day I've got my Apple AirPods case and I use it to prop my phone up a little bit while I'm working. And then I hop in my car and I've got a magnetized holder for my iPhone. So you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a change. Um, I'm using it as my secondary phone right now. And, you know, it's nice to have one, a dedicated phone for work and have a separate one that I can just kind of tinker with crypto on. So um, that's how I'm using it so far, and I like it. Um, yeah, and we got we got Helium. So Helium's officially migrated to Solana. It's released their mobile 5G service. Um, I don't really know how it works, but I'm on the second wave of betas, and we'll let you know when I know more. I want to run my own note, but I don't think I live in a dense enough town <coughs> uh, for this to really make sense, but I'm going to research this. I think it's crazy, because I remember sitting, trying to set up a node a few years ago when Helium First came out, but the idea is awesome, and they should be able to open up a lot of cool capabilities, and you know, with the saga, you get a free month of, uh, service, so, uh, I guess we will figure out if there is any service in my town, so, good to see that, uh, in Twitter news, I finally got to sport my new mad lad profile picture, uh, it's a dapper lad smoking a cigar with a red background, and, uh, I like it a lot, I don't have a blue check, so, um, not verified at the moment, but, uh, I'll likely come back, see how that goes. Um, SWE launched, Sui Sui. Uh, so it launched and it's, it's kind of a nothing burger at this point, right? So it, they're not quite getting the pump that, uh, they were looking for. Everyone was expecting, um, you know, everyone was kind of hating on the tokenomics a little bit, a real low float. So a low percentage of the coins were actually on the market with tons of lockups coming out in a few months. Um. Yeah, and I, on their release, there was a bunch of issues with their NFT marketplace for the for the huge Fuddies NFT launch. But yeah, I think the Fuddies are mostly doing well now. Um, I know they went down below Mint, um, the Clutchy their marketplace went down. I think you could list, but you couldn't buy or something like that. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I I don't even really hear too much about them. So. Um, I don't know what that means, right? It, maybe it's a good thing that it's not like a big splash um, so that it doesn't, you know, overload the their network right away. Um, I don't know. I know that the way that they were trying to calculate their TPS was super weird by um, not using uh, one signature as a transaction, but kind of using every single instruction within a transaction as a transaction. So, um, you know, you... When you think about it, like you sign a transaction, you hit send, you approve, that's signing, you know, you cryptographically sign that you own that private key and that you allow that transaction to happen. So one of those goes, um, there could be a bunch of different instructions within that transaction. Like say you're swapping from, you know, USDC to Seoul, you know, it might take a couple different routes, especially if you're going through like Jupiter, where, you know, it might break your transaction up into a couple pieces, you know, it might actually swap from USDC to USDH and, you know, move it to wrap sold and back to SOL. So it, all, it, every single step of that on Sui would be considered a transaction. So, you know, one swap could be 20 different transactions on there, um, which is a little disingenuous, but, you know, We'll see. I mean, they're they're getting called out. I, I feel like Toli's just been on a rampage against it. So it's been it's been fun to watch. I feel like the whole Solana Twitter game has really really up their up their uh, presence. So it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, but I, I actually think I'll probably accumulate a little SWE if it keeps going down. Um, I I think it's important to kind of test out other blockchains, see what they're doing. Um, I I do think it's kind of dumb that. You know, we just build a new L1 and rebuild all the same technology on a different um, different blockchain, you know, we a new marketplace. We've got a new wallet. We've got new this. but it's like, we've already got a bunch of these. But, you know, that's how it is. Um, it, it is interesting, right, because, you know, Solana's faced a bunch of criticism, at, you know, it made it through kind of one of the biggest storms it could have you know, launched in a bear, pumped a dump, survived FTX, and it's stronger because of all of this, where, you know, a new blockchain kind of doesn't have any of that, doesn't have any history, kind of a fresh slate. It um, you know, seems, seems nice um, that they can kind of avoid all that, but, you know, who knows what they're going to run into. Um, you know, they, they still have to prove themselves out, right? Um, you know, they, I don't, I don't even think that Bitcoiners are attacking them. Probably not calling them SQ Lana. Probably not calling them Soy Lana. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Is that a sign that you made it? Maybe. Um, yeah. Anyways, onto some macro stuff. So there there is a ton of macro turmoil. So last week, Feds raised the rates another twenty five bps, and immediately after, we saw another bank start to fail. So we're, we're seeing some crazy things going on. And it's kind of what a lot of the Bitcoiners have been talking about for years. Um, you know, the White House is talking about putting a stop to, sh- to short selling on banks while these small regional banks fail and JP Morgan acquires more and more market share. You know, I don't know where this ends, but it's worth bringing up because these crypto economies that we're building out are outside the system, right? So the current administration's attacking crypto. At just about every stop, they can. I think there's a proposal for a 30% tax on Bitcoin mining. Um, on ramps and off ramps are being attacked. Exchanges are being attacked. So, you're in this game. You kind of have to know what you're up against and protect it, right? We we always push for self custody, and uh, you know the the only time it really matters is when uh, yeah, when you're too when it's too late, right? So you want to kind of be ahead of all that. Um, You know, make sure that you are practicing self-custody, watching out for scams and bad links for airdrops. Uh, You know, now we also have to play hot potato with any on- or off-ramp and exchange, right? So we're seeing Coinbase take a stand against the SEC by suing them for answers and opening up an offshore shop. I think I saw a picture of that beautiful bald man, Brian Armstrong, in uh, the UAE, um, in Dubai, um, looking like he might set up a shop out there. And, I mean, I don't see why not. Um, I mean, the U.S. has taken some harsh stances against this. Um, you know, I, I listened to the uh, All In podcast, and what's his name? It's FDR? No. RFK. Uh, junior was on there and he's a Democrat candidate and he's a crypto friendly guy. So it's interesting to see, you know, current administration, Democrats, it's almost like the way to move forward is to kind of attack the current administration and, you know, with the current, with them taking such a harsh stance against crypto, you know, we're seeing Republicans and now Democrats kind of push against them. and, you know, when, when you think about it, you know, crypto is kind of freedom and that's a pretty American or, ordeal or ideal. So, um, so, yeah, I don't know why I just went on a big politic ramp, but, you know, I, I think that we will see the other side of this um, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that that's going to be the outcome of this next presidential uh, election. So. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but I think there is a bullish case there, um, right? So it's worth worth thinking about. Um, now on to less bullish cases, meme coins. These meme coins are everywhere. Um, your favorite influencer has made generational wealth 10 times in the last couple of weeks. Um, and they probably actually didn't really. Um, you know, the coins went up and coins went down. Pepe made a huge run on ETH. Uh, it's kind of the reason why there are such big transaction fees, but um I so far have only made one soul flipping some coin called Wawa. Um I'm I'm not a meme coin trader, so I'm not gonna not gonna pay too much attention to it, right? Um kinda of, as I said, it started with Pepe going insane on ETH, which led to Solana just releasing a bunch of crap. Uh, so we had King Guac chips, coral. Uh, Puke uh, a bunch of other ones right so it, it, it's insanely cheap and easy to create an SPL token on Solana and you know what influencers are capitalizing on that uh, mixed feelings on this one but yeah I mean on one hand we've got it's great, it's great advertisement for how far Solana has come as far as tooling, scaling, low gas fees and quick transactions but on the other a bunch of people get FOMO and uh, are getting absolutely dumped on so you know, what can you do? Um, a couple wise old sayings that uh, I've been thinking about. As you, uh, go down the risk curve, you also go down the IQ curve. Uh, it's mainly pump and dump season, so you gotta get in and get out if you do decide to play it. Um, it took a ton of liquidity from NFTs and even from Bonk, so see if Bonk can even recover from this. But I think it's mostly passed, and I think, you know, I hope we made it out alive. Um, Another thought that always comes to my mind is play stupid games and win stupid prizes. You know, if you make a few extra pepe, what do you have, really? Right? I don't know. Whatever. Either way, uh, these gas wars are proving out Solana's use case, right? So ETH gas has been up to about 250 bucks, and even Bitcoin's been showing really high fees. Um, their mempools have been full, and they're backed up for a you know, a ton of time, especially on uh, on ETH. So um, it's too congested, right? You've got to pay a fat priority fee in order to do anything on chain on ETH right now. And most of this is because of Pepe, right? So it's hilarious and it's tragic at the same time. Uh, Solana's gas prices remain unbothered, moisturized and flourishing at 0. 0.00001. Um, I mean, we have the scaling solutions live on Solana. You know, L2s aren't ready. Um, you know, like I said, those, those transactions have been getting high. Solana has been crushing it. Um, you know, Solana had these same problems with, you know, mints that would actually slam the blockchain. Um, and what they did was they created a hotspot for priority fees. So if a specific block space is being sought after, like a mint, are localized priority fees to those specific transactions related to that contract. So the Mint would have a higher transaction cost to get there. Um, you could set the priority fee higher and get that transaction quicker. Um, the fees don't get that high though, right? Um, it's more like point oh oh one instead of much less. So I love this solution. It's smart and outprices actors that are using bots because it prices them out and it allows us normies to pay slightly more and get what we want. Um, yeah, you know, another good thing, I. I've been using ChatGPT a lot and you can actually use it to learn about Solana. Um, you know, you, you don't have to ask your dumb questions out in public anymore, right? You can ask some AI about it. Um, I think that's some serious alpha there. Um, and with that, I'm going to pause for just a second here and back from our commercial break there talking about chat So a good example that I had, um, So I came from Bitcoin originally, where each token has an address, right? So a UTXO, an unspent transaction. So I was wondering if Solana did the same thing. And I asked ChatGPT, and I learned all about the account-based model that Solana and Ethereum actually use, where there is no actual UTXO to track tokens and their movements. You just know how many tokens you have in a wallet and movements between the wallets. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, I think that this is a pretty cool educational tool. Um, you yeah, know, there's a, there's a pretty massive tech barrier between users and developers. And I think that that can be lowered pretty quickly, um, you know, with tools like this and you don't have to like go on Twitter and ask, right. You can kind of do it on your own. Um, other than that, we do have a bunch of new podcasts on Solana and the rise of good media. So. I mentioned that the quality of media is 100x, and I mean it. Um, there's a new podcast called The Unlayered Pod, um, and it's great. Uh, Phantom also does a good podcast. And, you know, I the spaces are a mess, right? And I don't think you want to get too caught up in the day-to-day. I think it, you can really kind of take a step back, look at some quality content, and I think you're just better off all around. Uh <laughs> speaking of phantom um so they released their multi-chain wallet and i think they kind of shit the bed a little bit right so um they released it for ethereum and polygon and it kind of hurt their core product right so solana is their core product and the wallet is now slow using solana so if you're uh, using a ledger and um you're signing a transaction, it takes way longer now. So they actually degraded the performance of the best-performing wallet in order to bring EAT and Polygon users to the platform. And, you know, the worst part about this is, like, who's their target audience for this, right? You know, it's really... I mean, it really just seems like it's D-Gods and Ute that's that are going to be utilizing this. So, um, I don't know. It, it just it seems like a weird... I don't know. Maybe there's. it's just the initial launch or maybe they're, they're in, in the process of fixing it. But um, terrible product decision. And I'm hoping they fix it. Uh, I mean, it really pushes um, for us to use Backpack a little bit more, right? Um, so anyways, but yeah, I mean, that was a lot. Two weeks in crypto is about a year in the Web2 world, so we had a lot to cover. Hope you enjoyed these couple of weeks, had some fun trading around. Uh it's been funny to think about it, but I didn't really bring up a whole lot of NFTs. Um, which is like the core of this podcast and Solana as well. But you know, we're seeing pullbacks across the board as liquidity flowed elsewhere. Um, I'm hoping that changes and you know, we can buy the buy the dip on uh, some blue chips, stack some foxes, always buy some famous foxes. Um But yeah, anyways, this is Thomas Bahamas, and uh, thank you all for joining in.